Welcome to the Living Clean Podcast. I'm your co-host Mason S. With me as always is Travis K. This podcast is not meant to replace meeting, sponsorship, step work, or service. This is meant to be just another tool in your recovery toolbox. Our guests are here to share their experience, strength, and hope with recovery through Narcotics Anonymous. Thank you for joining us. All right, welcome back to the Living Clean Podcast. I'm your host, Mason S. With me, as always, is TK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're back for another episode, talking about tradition number 10 today. Um, We got a very special guest, Mr. Andrew H. Andrew, how you doing, brother? All right, Mace. Trav. Good. We're so glad that you would come on here and do this, man. Um, oh, yeah. Won't you start with your clean date and uh, give your home group a shout out? All right. My home group is Newcomers on Wild Tennessee. Greatest home group in the world. Uh, my clean date is uh, January the 26th, 2022. All right. Working up on the big two years. Yes. Yeah. So um, before we get started in the tradition, we're going to get like to get to know you a little bit. So uh, knowing your history a little bit, why don't you uh, give us a brief rundown of how you first found Narcotics Anonymous? And then um, we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, I got first introduced to Narcotics Anonymous. I went to a treatment center in Alabama, to be matter of fact, called Bradford. I got a, a nine-day, you know, it wasn't big on insurances at that time. And uh, I had my family had to pay, and I got nine days out of it. And that's when I first got introduced to Narcotics Anonymous. And after leaving there, they sent me to this halfway house. In uh, Nashville, re-entry to be matter of fact, Brian and Karen Van Camp. I never forget that. And uh, through that thing, some of the people that I have that I met there, got involved with, one of them I'm still friends with now, and but two of them are still friends and still real good friends. That was my first real big introduction to narcotics and I'm seeing. What year was that? That was in 1996. 1996. Yes, um, I. Yeah, so you've been you've been around the fellowship for a while. For a pretty um, good little while, man. Yeah. So what happened um, after you left treatment? Man, after I left treatments, I went to a whole lot of other treatments, Mason. Uh, as you know, I would stay in and out of the penitentiary. I know for for a long while, I did not want to be an addict. I refused to accept the fact that I was an addict. I did everything I could not to be that addict. And one of those friends I always talk about, he told me, he said, let me tell you something. Narcotics Anonymous will be all right without you. But will you be all right without Narcotics Anonymous? And the answer that was hell no. My life was, man. And only in the last year, almost two years, for surrendering to the program, and taking those simple little suggestions that they told me. And let me say this for foremost and first of all. And working some steps changed my fucking life, man. Changed it. And I'm yeah. forever indebted for that. Just those simple little things right there. So, yeah. That's what I was talking. Where it's gone from to where it's at now. I'm not... 
I say this all the time because I said in my home group, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I don't know what's happening today. I ain't giving this shit up today. I ain't giving it up today. And that's why I said it on that today. Now, I ain't going to go into it. Go ahead, Mason. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you some questions that I think is important. And um, so it's no secret that where you got clean at in our home group is culturally different than anywhere that you've been before. Um, kind of walk us through that experience, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly that way, you know, in case somebody's listening and finds themselves in the same situation that, you know, they can gr- draw some hope from your message. Yeah. You know, Narcotics Anonymous tells us from the very front, look for the similarities and not the differences. You know, we all experience that same, we all got that in common, that pain that we experienced, that fear, all that stuff we went through, it made no difference what color you was, white, black, or brown, we all went through that. Now, coming down here and it being such a difference, my first connection was Mason and I said, I'm getting in. I wanted what they had going on down here. All I seen was recovery. What they were doing, it was working and stuff. These people were happy. And then when I came in, you know how they all did it in home in, in, in the in the home group. Man, everybody reached out to me and made me feel a part of, man. And you know, for a lot of us, all we ever wanted to do was feel a part of something. And right from the very beginning, they did. Now I can tell you some stories. I got this retreat where I went to a, in the woods in Alabama, and I'm telling you. When I first got there, it's 30, it's 35 to 40 white men there, and I'm the only black man there. And you know, for some reason, I strived off of that shit, not for the difference. I wanted what they had, man. And they all made me feel welcome, man. And I broke the ice. And I'm that person that we can say all the time that we don't see color, but see, we be telling a lie. Yeah. It, it colors there. The different thing is there. Especially but I when, similarity. It's an, when it when it's an overwhelming difference, right? When yeah. 40 but our similarities are so strong, and with so much being that addict thing takes over. That's all they care about. You know, I had guys come up and tell me that they said, "Man, when I first met you, I really didn't like you. But at once hanging around you, and got to talking to you, I could not deny your recovery and what you were trying to do for your program." Now, yeah. some of those guys are my best friends, man. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's just, take, grew let's just take the retreat, for example. So the first time when you got there, um, like you said, it was an overwhelming you could tell you could tell there was a huge difference, right? But now what about right. you go now? Do you feel that anymore or is that all gone? Mason, that is all gone. Yeah. I had a I went to Alabama one time and you probably remember this we went to Alabama and I'm and uh, can we say other guys' names over here? Yeah, do what you want. Yeah. Cherry uh, uh, R. said what he want, what he loved, and what he liked about me that he saw. I got right in the middle of the boat, Mason. Yeah. TK over there, I got up. He was fixing biscuits, and I wanted to, I helped somebody cook the bacon, and I've cooked bacon at every retreat we had, man. Everybody know me as the bacon cooker. Travis loves when he's referred and then, to his biscuit. Well, he didn't. Yeah, he's referred to his biscuit. He's the he biscuit man. Biscuit. He didn't even bring that up, so you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Now go ahead. 
Oh, it's up. Yeah. And you know, I told that joke at the beginning, Mason, when I got there. Do you remember? No, you wasn't at the first one. You were, yeah. I told that joke. We were sitting around the campfire, and everybody was sitting there. I like addressing the elephant in the room. Yeah. I, so I had to tell the joke. I told him, I said, let me tell y'all something. When I got here, I didn't have no problem being the only uh, black guy here. But if I'd have been the only bald-headed motherfucker here, it'd have been a problem because of the way y'all talk about bald-headed people. And that was <laughs> it, Mason. Yeah. Everybody came up, talked to me, and it was a brotherhood, man. And most of those guys, man, I can't explain what it what it does for me because I always like to be a, I always wanted to be a part of something. And these people love me in spite of me, man. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's the the love and um. Narcotics Anonymous kind of takes, you know, and when it's practice, when it says that we don't focus on age, race, sexual identity, creed, religion, or lack of religion, if the principle of love is applied, it's almost like I, I forget about all those things. I'm just loving another addict, and I don't even think about those differences, regardless of what you believe or what you look like. Yeah. You know, I was... um just recently up in St. Louis, shout out to that group in St. Louis. They were incredible. Right. And it was the same except vice versa for you. Right. Like I walk into a group right? and I'm the only white dude there, you know? And, um, <laughs> but literally in the first few seconds, obviously when I first seen that, I noticed that when I walked downstairs, but in the first few seconds, when everybody's walking up, loving on you, you instantly forget that. And then that goes away because of love, you mm. know? Yeah, and, and I yeah. think, <laughs> of course, it's funny that we talk about we don't have uh the topic today is talking about outside issues, but you know I think I think society could learn a lot from us. Um, yeah, because love is the answer. You know when when I can put that yeah. principle of love and patience and tolerance and kindness, and then it's like not only is that not a thing anymore, you forget about it. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 because I and listen, this is what I love about narcotics numbers. And if we could take the if if we could take and you go with only, only the good thing about addiction, the only good thing about it is because they don't care who you are, don't care what color, where you been, it'll get on your ass. We take that same thing and put it in what all of us are and all of us addicts, and we just come together regardless of who we are, what we are. Now, where we've been, it makes you no know, different, man. Just those addicts loving and trying to help each other get better, man. I love that shit. Character defects are, are not biased either. They don't care uh, who yeah. you are or what you are. <laughs> they, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they don't. Yeah. All right. So you got here. You faced those challenges. So let's talk about the, the progress through um, getting involved and do. Let's talk about what was different from the attempts that you had, uh, you know, where you had found in a in 96 or so. And then fast forward, um, you know, well, I guess almost 20 years later, uh, what was the big differences from those times that you were in and out before? Mason. And I know you probably, I know you probably heard me say this before. It's ain't but one different and it's one major difference. Well, I, I ain't going to say, it's more than one major difference. First thing was I let the, I accept I, I accepted I let my higher power in, which I choose to call God. 
But the main thing I done was I worked the steps, Mason. All my times have been coming around. I never worked no steps and wondered why I kept going back to where I did. After working that first step, the little taste of freedom that I felt, it became a drug. I wanted some more. So I worked the second, and then got to the third. Then I got to the fourth and got that relief when I found out about me and found out about them patterns and what I had been doing in my life. And, man, it was like the weight off my shoulder. Then five telling everybody, you know what six done, made me aware of all this stuff, and then seven and so forth and so on, man. But the biggest thing, make it, I worked the fucking steps. Anything anybody says, any way you get better with something, work the steps. All those things, what they say about work the steps or die, motherfucker, work the steps. See what happened. But I do got to say this, though, Mason, because I found this out. Do some of my experience, not just working the steps, apply the steps. It's the application of a man. When you internalize that stuff, and do something about it. Take those first three steps when we start. When you internalize them, an active change is coming in your life. If you work those steps, and I ain't saying work them super duper thoroughly, but you work them thoroughly, the change is coming, man. The change is coming. That's the start. And that's what I did this time. And find acceptance. And the crazy thing about it, from all those times coming around, and all those people that I knew back then, and when they see me, it wasn't no, where you been, all this other stuff. They were just so glad to see me. And that's what I do to people that I've seen go in and out. I just tell them I'm just so glad to see them. Because only by the grace of God, I'm still alive. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let, let's kind of touch on when you really started well, let's just go to the behaviors. Let's talk about the behaviors that you can see that are different now. That the you know some of the things that you were letting go of, maybe it be behaviors or beliefs or actions that was different than it was the first time. Like, what are some things that you started doing that you could see that you were like, "Damn, I really am changing." It, uh, my nephew said it best. My main focus became on me. You know, Buffalo Valley, where I went, I, I wasn't supposed to say that, but where I went into this program, went into this peer program, it took all the pressure out for me. It allowed me the opportunity to work some steps, not worry about my finances and all this other kind of stuff. Gave me the opportunity to work some steps. I took full advantage of that. One of the main things with me was, and like I said from the beginning, I accepted the fact that it was an addict. So I wanted to do something about that. My acceptance of that allowed me to step back and look at some of the things of what I have done, the mistakes I made each time, running in and out, trying to find, trying to get a come up. Let me say that. Because I let women rule my, they took me out, and I always thought I had to have one to be complete. So for the first time in my life, don't have one. Okay with not having one. I'm not saying that I don't like them, but the main thing I'm saying, I'm okay with not having one. And if it don't happen, it's okay. But I'm not worried about that. Because God, I'm I'm trying to be in God's will. I still get in the way now. I still get in the way. But mainly I'm trying to be in his will. And let things play out, Mason. Because I'm accepting the fact that whatever's going to happen to me is going to happen. But if I keep doing these things, working on me, 
then I'm going to be good enough for somebody. I'm going to be good for somebody, not just that bullshit I've been giving, man. I had a big ego change, too. So. I'll go ahead. Yeah. Start up ego. Go ahead. Yeah, and see, because one of the main things for me, and you know how to, I always wanted to be the star. I always wanted to be in the shining light. Now all I want to be is a part of. And I love that fact. Don't want to be the center. I just want to help. Whatever comes down the pipe, I just want to help. To be a part of, man. I don't have to be the big dog. It's too hard being the big dog, man. <laughs> it really is. Because you always got somebody out want to knock the big dog off. I just want to be Andrew today. Program is there is no big dog. That's the cool part. Now we can yeah, make them big dogs. Yeah. We can make them big dogs in our mind, but in all reality, they're not big dogs. Well, there's not supposed to be. Let's put it that way. Yeah. You know the cool. You know the coolest thing though with this is when you meet these people that got all these years cleaning what's color, and you talk them, talk to them, and you find out, God damn it, they just like me. They just like me, man. They feel the same up. thing that we're. I'm gonna bring this up. I hope you remember this, Travis. Do you remember the old timer you was talking to and what he told you about um, putting people up on the pedestal? Yeah, I remember what it says out of the the living clean. I know what it says about that. What's it say? You robbed them of their recovery. Yeah, I thought I thought somebody had told you that one time. Uh, there was an old timer that kind of suggested to me, he's like, Hey, look, that's still just a drug addict. You know that, right? Yeah. And I was like, you know, of course it was early recovery. I mean, you didn't, uh, yeah. you look at like people with a lot of clean time as kind of like a, holy shit. how do he do that? Oh, they you were know? just, they and, were like you know, gods to us, you know, <laughs> you know like spiritual giants. And do you know, making, and do you know, sometimes it may, and and today showed us how human it made them unapproachable. Oh yeah, that's I think you know. Makes, I think that's the big thing is that um, I know my initial reaction the first convention I was at, I seen all these guys with time, and I'm thought, there's no way in hell they won't talk to me. Um, yeah, so you're exactly right. Oh, we put them up on a pedestal, make them unapproachable, but then there's the flip side. Here's the flip side to it. Go for it. You know, like when you ever, when actually you do approach them and you kind of get shoved off and they don't seem to have time for you, you know, that really kind of brings it to reality. Like, oh, well, maybe I should have asked for his autograph instead. You know what I'm <laughs> So, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, if, if, if you're listening to this and you're a newcomer and some old timer shoves you off, uh, don't give up on them. You know what I'm saying? Because they will come. Yeah. Around, yeah. You know, and it might've been something that he was dealing with at the time. And actually, there you go. Something there you that, go. that I think about was one time that I kind of got shoved off was I think more or less the old timer that I was trying to talk to had, had just had his feelings hurt, you know? And, and I was mm -hmm. like, and I didn't know that at the time, you know? Yeah. So it was, uh, I thought, well, maybe when I get five years, he'll talk to me. <laughs> exactly. You know, so I was like, you know, but, you know, it wasn't, but just a few months down the road that I found out, you know, 
hey, there's something to this, even though somebody kind of brushed me off, they might be going through something at that time. You know, and it there was, you go. It was a, it yeah. was an eye-opening experience. You know, like sometimes yeah. people don't talk to us because maybe they're going through something and they hadn't got it all processed out. Yeah. Yeah. And not look, not everybody with time is a social butterfly either. (laughs) You know, we all we all have uh we have our own issues. But yeah, I think well, since you say that, you know, I mean, even in early recovery, I don't think I was a social butterfly. You know. You you were actually Y'all know I had I was. Oh really? Y'all know I had that problem. I had that problem. The social I had that problem. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't good with people. I wasn't good at talking with people. No, I'm just kidding. That's one of you know. I wouldn't say somebody talks to with people you didn't have a problem with. Maybe the maybe it going both ways was the problem. I don't know if you ever going both ways. Else have a chance to talk, but listen to this. I'm just playing. Do I need to? Do I need to remind you of what you told me? Do I need to remind you of what you told me? Probably so. You said he may talk. Yeah, you said he may talk a lot, but I guarantee you he listening. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's some yeah. evidence of that. Yeah. There's definitely evidence <laughs> of you listening. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But oh. I'm not going to get in the middle. Listen, Mason, I get in the middle of the boat now. I don't sit on the sideline. Because this is a dangerous spectator for sport, as my friends always say. I don't get in there. I'm getting in the middle, and I'm getting in, man. Yeah. As they said, let me get my hands dirty. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know, we were talking about that, putting them up on a pedestal. I'll never forget the time I was – I'd met up with my sponsor. We were going over to his – I met him in Nashville, and we were going over to his house to work on some step work. And at this point in my recovery, he was the most spiritual dude that I'd ever spent a lot of time with, you know. Well, as we're driving, it was somewhere around 2nd Avenue. This car comes out of nowhere and cuts him off. He he was from New York. And then out of nowhere, you know, he's like, you motherfucking cocksucker. And it was like he snapped into that instantly. And then he was right back to talking about, you know, the beautiful thing about step two is, and I'm, I'm just in time. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? What happened? We're not going to talk about what just happened there. Hey, hey, I kind of that kind of flipped that thing on. Oh, you, you looking? I seen him this way, but Mason that made him be human though, didn't it? Oh, exactly. Yeah. And that's that was kind of one of the first eye open experiences that you start to see, and you just then you you know after a while you just get it. You're like, really, the only thing different between me and him is he's been doing this a few more days than I have. The character defects, all all the problems that you know your person with six months a year, you know a lot of the things that they feel. The person with forty years goes through a lot of those same things you yeah know, with some of that uh they just you know i told you better. the story of uh go for it no no i said you know i told you the story of uh my friend and you know who my friend is that's been around for a while and this time when i got back 
And one of the most one of the most enduring things that happened to me is for because I stuck for the stuck around and I was here. He called me one day and said, shut up, motherfucker. I need you. I need to talk to you about something. That was it for me, man. That said one addict helping another without parallel. That just changed my I mean, that did something for me because I was able to be there for him. All the times he'd been there for me with all his time clean. He needed to talk to me that day, man. And then put us all on the same playing field, man. And I just, man, that's it, man. That, that was it for me right there, man. Let's practice in that anonymity in, in, in real time right there. You know, when yeah. he calls you and tells you, look, I need you today. And then that just, yeah. you know, there was a, there was a guy I've known most of my life, uh, that's at our home group now. And he, he was talking the other night after the meeting, he, I was like, man, it's so cool that you're here. I'm glad that you're here. And he said, well, I'm just trying to get where y'all are. And then, you know, Ron had come and visit us who was on the podcast and he was out there when, when he brought that up, but we got to tell him, look, man, you are where we are. Yeah. And not only that, you're new. So guess what? Yeah. You're the most important person. Important. In this yeah. 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 You know, and then yeah. just, just kind of see the light. You know, and we can say that, but, you know, I think our group does a good job at practicing that, you know, yeah. um, a lot better than we used to, to be anyway. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. 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 And, well, we did shove our weight around a little bit in the beginning. We started learning stuff that we kind of used as, some of the tools as a weapon sometimes. We did. We did. We were guilty of that. We were guilty of that. But I think even then, you know, our hearts was in the right place. Just our 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 methods was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but ain't it cool, though, how did we get to learn from their mistakes and where we get to move on from it? Yeah. Because, we, I mean, because y'all two have seen the home group grow. I just come in here for the last almost couple of years to see what growth it has. And I've seen it go from. From I've seen it from when I got here, it wasn't beside me. Now it's every day. I got to see that growth, and that was something to me. And I want to say this too before I because I say I got the greatest home group in the world. And I used to tell people all the time, especially when I did I five recovery, recovery. I used to tell them all the time, if you don't think yours is the greatest home group in the world, y'all to see about getting another. But I stopped saying that, mate. You know what I say now? If you don't think your home group is the greatest in the world, you need to see what you can do to make it that way, man. What can I do to make it a part of that way? Because it has given me so much, and I want to be a part of that. Yeah, it's a lot of work goes into it, that's for sure. Yeah. And not just, you know, it can start with one person, but they can't they can't consistently, um, you know, be the one that, that – the only one. You know, people kind of fall in line with somebody, and then once a group gets together – Yes. Uh, it's amazing what can happen. And – Lands up and starts them ducks in a row. <laughs> your, your friend was talking about it earlier, you know, talking about the people who have wanted to come to our home group just to kind of experience it. Right. Um, you know, that's that's pretty cool to think that. Um, I, I was thinking the other night we had a topic on step seven. Now, I've been to a bunch of meetings, and, and I know this sounds like mm -hmm. bragging, but 
I've been to a bunch of meetings, but there's there's not a lot of meetings that I've been to in this area that you could have a step seven meeting and have people who have actually worked the step and have experience on that share on. It's just an amazing thing. And look, that's not a knock towards those other. We need other groups, too, that talk about steps one, two and three as well, you know, but it was it just felt good to have a meeting over step seven and have all everybody participate. Yeah. You know what I told you know what I told all my and you know my friends I'm talking about and then all the people and for me coming in and out of these rooms and all these other home groups I went to what makes my our home group down there so different and what makes this home group work 80 to 85 percent of the people in there are working steps. Yeah. 80 to 85 percent of those people are working steps. So in practice, and listen, and getting to learn about these spiritual principles and start applying them in their life and then helping us to get better. And it's just like what y'all did with the home group. Y'all applied those principles and traditions, and we took off. God allowed us to grow. And there's no telling what he's got in store for us. I'm just hoping, I'm just going to be here for the ride. I just want to be a part of it. And I'm ready for it. <laughs> One thing that, you know, like you need to, you need to think about, you know, like I don't know if I should say this. Yeah, but, just say it. I love when you well, get to this point. <laughs> well, I know how our home group is, you know, it's grown and it has. But one thing that I uh, I look back in, in the growth and when we started following the rules, let's call it the rules. And I know everybody refers to That's the what traditions, is. you know what I'm saying? When we started following the rules of what we were supposed to be doing, uh, that's when it really seemed to take off. Yeah. Uh, that's what I believe. It is. And that that there's evidence of that. You know? Yeah. And, um, I feel yeah. like even though we started gaining an understanding when I say we, I talk about you and I, I believe that I even I held us back a little bit by being so insistent and downright being an asshole about how we needed to start <laughs> applying these. And uh <laughs> it kind of put us in slow motion, you know, because people deliberately just didn't want to do some of the things we were talking about. Cause well, the, the kicker to it is it's like, it's, it's, it's even written, you know, in the literature, you know, learning these traditions come slowly over a period of time, learning the rules come slowly yeah. over a period of time, yeah. you know, but you don't continue to break yeah. them once you know that you're actually breaking them. It also yeah, says right. we pick up information yeah. as we talk to members and visit various, various groups. groups, and that's right. exactly group, right? yeah, yeah. that's exactly that what we do. And that's our experience. Like that's how we yeah. didn't even know we were doing anything like out of line until we started talking to other members and visit various groups. And you know they would. Yeah, kinda... but this is one of the things. Like if you go into a group and you see that a group is not necessarily following what they don't try to take their literature or their IPs Hell and, no. and say, this ain't even an NA meeting. You know what? There's a, there's a way of love <laughs> to show how to do this yeah. instead of, you know, uh, what is that? Uh, brutal honesty. Yeah. You know, I've heard yeah. people talk about being brutal, you know, about their honesty. And, you know, sometimes uh, we get caught up in, you know, like, knowing what we know and get a little bit, you know, on edge about some things sometimes. And, yeah. uh, yeah. 
I think we're getting better. I believe we are. Until I, we have a business meeting and <laughs> some people jump up and run out. But you to that I mean? point, Listen, about the business meetings, though, have they not been better? I think they've been better. Yeah. Well, I don't like them anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. But whatever. <laughs> Y'all listen here. I know I get better because I was ready. I, I used to be ready to cut somebody's head off. You come in there and say sober, I was ready to cut your head off. Don't say that <laughs> word again. Yeah. I'm saying, I listen, but I had to learn how to, I got to let people be where they're going to be. And they'll work their way out of it, man. Because you say something wrong, I'm not going to want to run you out. Of, I want to run you out of the room for that. I had to bag out for that. Out, out for that. And that's one thing is helped me in my time. I'm able to let them be where they're at. And if it keep coming long enough, Mason, it'll change. It'll, they'll get it, it will. I have a friend um, who posts a lot of stuff on Facebook, and I always mess with him about it. He'll He's still learning the lingo. Like, he'll, he'll go through and he'll use every bit of the NA language, and then he'll say, sobriety is so great. And, of course, I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll comment under it and I'll say, you're going to love this, but <laughs> you can use, he's like, I don't, he said cleanly, but I was giving him, I was giving him hell about using sobriety, but he said, yeah. uh, cleanliness don't sound right in that sentence. I said, well, in NA, we use the word recovery, recovery right. NA equals sobriety and wherever else we use recovery in it. Yeah. But right. no, I just give him a hard time, yeah. and he's like, "What would I do without you?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's yeah, good that I, we can laugh about that now. Oh yeah, no doubt. I was going ho about it. No, yeah, doubt. I th yeah, I th and I, I ain't gonna speak for Travis, but I know for me, like the people that we've been able to talk to on this podcast and kind of broaden our perspective a little bit, you know. Hey, I I got to spend some time with uh with a guy who, you know, had served at the world level for a, a lot of his recovery, and you know I I've got to we've got to talk to other people that have that have worked at World Services, and you know that was a big mm -hmm. thing for us in the beginning. Like it's changed my perspective about, um, you know, we used to look at that like it was, you know, the the, I guess the dark side for lack of a better word. And yeah. You know, and some people would look, if you're if you still view it that way, we don't want you to quit listening or quit showing up or you know, I I'm just saying our my perspective has changed on that a little bit by talking to people who have been involved. Uh Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, even some people that. that you're talking about that's been on the podcast, you know, like I mean, Take Chris, for instance, you know, when Chris was talking about working on those projects, you know, at, at NAWS, you know, and us using the literature that he worked on, you know, I mean, that's, that's incredible. That's, that's really cool that we actually can talk to those people because I mean, if you, if you view these people as stars, you know, it, it's kind of like, uh, the whole thing with like, if you see somebody out that, you know, we're from rural Tennessee and we see somebody in Nashville that we know and it's like, Oh my God, look her. That's such and such. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't have to do that here. You know, we can actually run up and give them a hug and say, man, it's good to see you. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Whatever. Yeah. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's it's not yeah. like it's not yeah. like you know yeah. but it's it's really cool. What was he gonna you say? know it's a lot of unity. No, I'm just saying it's a lot of unity in our area. Cause we put aside the differences and we on that common bond, that common goal. We're trying to help the next addict, man. Yeah. Because I don't care what our differences is or what's going on. If I call you, like you already said, if I call you and say we need to go help addict, and I and it happened the other night because I helped the person you helped, I helped a little bit because I didn't let them stay on the streets at night. We're going to help. Yeah. Anything involving in that, we're going to help. Yeah. It's hard to listen. Sometimes we say we want to say no, but it's still it's hard to say no, Mason. I don't know about y'all. But it saved my life. And I'm not the same person. It's not just about me. And it is about me, but it ain't all about me. Yeah. I'm willing to help. I'm willing to help. Go help. I asked for this. I got this. My life is full today, y'all. I was just talking about this to somebody. Sometimes I say I need the day to be 36 hours. But I fit in what I can in 24, and what I don't get done, it'll be another day, Mason. As long as I stay clean, I'll have another day to do it. Yes, sir. Thank you, service. Man, thank y'all, man. I appreciate y'all. You know, I got this thing, and I'm going to share this so we can get on to the thing. I was talking to my friend that I talked to because I know his network is so big. He got so many people, and I asked him about, well, how do you keep in contact with all these people? And he said it's just, you know, a time thing. He has to manage it, but my thing is now, Mason, every Wednesday, I call somebody that I don't normally call in my circle. I reach out every Wednesday today to call people that I don't normally call in my circle so I can keep that thing going, man. And that's just something for me. That's something I've, got to, get, do. something I've got to get better at. I love when people that I don't talk to all the time call me, and I love the conversations we have. But I could yeah. do better at initiating those conversations. I had yeah. someone call me that I hadn't talked to in a while last night. And we uh I was on my way back from Murfreesboro and we talked for, you know, a good thirty minutes and I was like, Man, I really enjoyed that conversation. Yes. But he brought up a good point. He said, Well, I was sitting around waiting on you to call me before I called you back again, but I don't guess that was ever gonna happen. <laughs> I guess he, <laughs> he had a good point, you know. He had a good yeah. point. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm going to try to do better about reaching out to him. And, and, and I wish yeah. I'd I, – but, you know, you just – the longer you stay here, so you meet so many people. Oh, so But I love talking – I love talking yeah. to – well, 90%. I won't say I like talking to everyone, yeah. but yes. – Well, there's some brutal honesty. What does uh, – yeah. Listen, the brutal, what does the brutal the honesty tell? if I started name dropping, I guess, but I'm not going to do that. I know Listen, you know what? Mason, what does the book tell us? What does the book tell us? The broader that base. The broader that base. The water, yeah. The man, come on, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Listen, the more hey. people I let in my life, man. So I want to talk The about more I'm going to get, man. And I want the listeners to kind of give me some feedback on this because I feel like I've been using this to manipulate. I've been using the symbol here lately. And right. uh, as it relates to service work, 
So the symbol's made up of four sides, right? God, self, society, and service. Well, I've been telling, because we were having these meetings at area, and like it's like the new term for service. The new everybody's favorite term is "I respectfully decline," and um, <laughs> you know, and I understand there's situations where people got to do that, but that can't be the new norm where everybody is saying that. But anyways, I was. I was using the symbol, uh, sharing in frustration, and I brought up the point of, could you imagine telling God that you respectfully decline the blessing that he's presented to you today? Or could you tell your, uh, could you imagine telling your sponsor whenever he says, where are you at with that step work? Well, I respectfully decline to do that step work today, you know? What are you going to do when your boss calls and's like, hey, I need you to, um, you know, I need to make sure that you're here Friday because we've got this event going on. Oh, I respectfully decline, you know, and then I, you know, so I was kind of, could you imagine doing those things uh, on a consistent basis? And I was yeah. trying to use that yeah. as an analogy towards the service part. You know, and, and look, I, I think if we could maintain or, or acquire perfect balance, which I've not figured that out yet, I think 25, yeah. the, the perfect balance would be given 25% of your energy to each of those things. Um, yeah. Sounds good, don't I'm it? glad you brought, I don't know. Yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad I'm you brought saying, it up. I don't, I don't hardly agree with that. So I'm going to listen. Well, I'm, I'm gonna hear your side. That's why I brought it up. Well, yeah, we'll put twenty five percent of your your time into your family life. See how that works out for you. Well, I think that's self, right? That's what I think. That's part of the self side, right? Of how many twenty five percent you got out of a hundred? God, self, society, service. Okay, so what I'm saying is, is putting twenty five percent of your life into your family. You don't think that's enough? No. No. I do not. Shit, that's a lot though. 25%. Realistically listen, though, do you guys feel like you give 25% to your family? Listen, listen. And 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 somebody oh, we know said this. Listen, somebody said somebody we know said this best, y'all. We're not going to be able to put a percentage on what we're going to do in each week. Well, I'm going to break it down to just a week. I'm going to break it down just a week. And with those four points, I may give 50% to serve. I may give 50% to the family, 10, 15 here to the other part. That next week, that next week when I had to go out, go to conventions, do all the time, I done gave 50 some percent to this part of service, and I only gave this part to this family. It will balance out, man. What if we broke it down this way? What if we said 20 we broke it up into four part. A hundred percent of the effort and the time and the energy I put into my recovery, I'm going to break it up into four sections. It's not necessarily saying that you give a hundred percent of your time and energy. That sounds better. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. all you're going to give to your recovery is what you're going to give anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the way I think about it: is is it's God, family recovery that's the way i see it you know everybody's not going to 
probably agree, especially a newcomer. Right. He's going to be like, hey, it's all NA, buddy. That's oh, it. Yeah, I disagree. Completely. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, To me, I think God and NA are in the same spot. I, like, I give them the same spot. Because without NA, yeah. I, I can't reach the other. And without God, the other doesn't work. So, to, to me, they are one entity. And that's I just like me. It. Okay. That's just me. And and look, and not in a religious type way to where yeah. I worship N.A., you know what I mean? But, like, as far as their priorities, when I've got those priorities in A number one, all the other stuff underneath that just seems to be running smooth, you know? Yeah. For me. Okay. Yeah. And that, 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 <clears throat> that's it. Because make no doubt about it, I've got to have N.A., I got to have God in my life, but I got to have N.A. so I can get to do all this other stuff. Because without N.A., I'm not going to be doing none of this other stuff. Sure ain't going to have a family. You well, know, they, they used let's, to. Let's put it this way. Go ahead. We'll put, you know, we'll say the OHP, right? Yeah. You put the OHP first. <laughs> <laughs> you put the OHP first, right? Yeah. Everything right. is going to work out. Oh yeah, I believe. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? No doubt. Everything, everything's going to be handed to you just the way it's supposed to come. I didn't say on a silver platter because it's not. That's not how my God is. You know what I'm saying? Because there's going to be rough times. We're going to go through some rough stuff, and without the group, without God, and without family, I don't necessarily know if we can get through them. No doubt. There you and, go. You know, when I say family, I'm talking about you know, family. I mean, they yeah. might not be blood, but. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. You know, I mean, yes. we, we got to have yeah. each other. Uh, we got to have God. We got to have the program, period. Well, we're all very That's fortunate it. with that family word anyway. You know, some people, I guess, well, it's not that different. Uh, for us, you know, we're related to so many people in the fellowship that it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was feels, it was family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really don't yeah, have, I have family years on most people. Yeah. yeah. You know, there, there's really people that struggle yeah. with talking to another addict every day. You know, there there's people that, yeah. that have an issue with that and struggle with that, or that's one of their struggles, and that's where we're fortunate because we ain't got a fucking choice. Yeah, it's like ninety five percent of the people I talk to is addicts. Fuck, even if we went back out and used, we couldn't get away from it. It is still gonna be yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk to an addict every day. Now. That's who we're going to try to be uh, uh, getting to enable us is another addict. So, man, it's, We're going to talk to him. No doubt. If you didn't talk to an addict in each day, how would you feel? Think about that. I'm going to talk to an addict each day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. Somebody's going to call. I'm going to call. I do. I really couldn't go back and tell you the last time I didn't talk to at least one addict. If I talk to anybody, man, very rare that I don't. I talk to a non-addict. Yeah. Well, I talk. That's I met the grocery store. Me, well, you talk to your mom. I, when I, I talk did. to my mom, when I talk to certain other people, but but she's got addict tendencies. Oh yeah. You know what my I mean? mom too. She's got control issues. There's no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad she knows. Oh lord, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Travis's mom. We know she's our yeah, hey, mom. listener. 
I'm gonna make sure she listens to this one. If she listens to this, we got bigger problems than giving her a shout out. That's for sure. Our yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. got a lecture coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we're having too much fun. Time's flying by. That was uh no, but I I like that. And I think that'll be uh I think that'll be entertaining for the listeners. Also, give us some feedback on some of the stuff that we talk about because we're certainly we may give the impression from time to time, but we're certainly not experts. And like we've shared before, and, and actually since we did that, some people actually did reach out and and have said some things. Um Nobody's called us on our bullshit yet, but we're open to that too. Please feel free to to reach out and let us know where we're, you know, if you disagree with something like, you know, like maybe our priorities that we were talking about a minute ago, let us know how you feel about where your priorities line up and let us know about how I was manipulating the symbol. You know, we're interested to see how that is. I know I certainly am. And yeah, um, yeah. but reach out to us. Without further ado, though, let's dive into the topic today. Travis? Uh, Tradition 10. Narcotics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the NA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. All right, Andrew. Boy. Tell us what you got. Listen. I've I've, I've thought a lot about this, and I was thinking about uh, this. We have no opinion because of what our primary purpose is, man. What's going on in the world has little to do with what's going on right now with the recovery. And it's just like us and why we work to make recovery so we can help the next person recover so he can help. Then if he can recover and help the next person, we're making our change in the world. But as far as those other issues, Narcotics Anonymous does not focus on that. It focuses on the still suffering and sick addict and what we can do to help him to get to re- get recovery. Now, I was reading in this, I was reading in uh, In the Living Clean. It talks about even when we asked about other 12 step fellowships, recovery houses and what they do, we still have no opinion on that. Our focus is still on recovery. Now, NA teaches us to be our own man and have our own opinions on things. But when we out, and we talking about NA, we have no opinion on that. Right. Because our opinion, I think, is on recovery. And even by that, Mason, I even said this to you the other day. Most people in our community are going to know that we're recovering addicts. And I, that for me, I could only speak about me. I don't shut it. I don't hide it. I'm in recovery. And I will let people know immediately. Is that. I like the way, and I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I like the way people watch because if you say you're in recovery, I'm reflected on what Narcotics Anonymous has done for me. So if I'm towing this line and doing what I'm supposed to do, when people see me, then they get to see that attraction rather than promotion. I don't need to tell somebody what I was going. You know what? What are we doing? They see what we're doing, and then they want to get involved. But if I tell them about, just like in the area where I'm at. Everybody has different opinion on, uh, let's just say, politics. And I was talking to a friend, you know, that has separated a lot of home groups, has brought in a lot of chaos because of the opinion. You know, we can respectfully disagree, but it still can cut. Somebody can say something that you don't like, and then they, there you go, y'all done fell out. 
over something that has nothing to do with Narcotics Anonymous. Hmm. And we just don't invite that in, man. That's my biggest thing with that, man. We just yeah. don't invite it in. We talk recovery. We're going to do recovery. World issues, we're going to save it for those that get paid to do it. Yeah. And, and you touched on a lot of those things that, you know, some of the outside issues that we get caught up on, obviously, uh, politics, religion, um, re but even more the towards the recovery opinions that we try to steer away from is the, you know, well, that we should steer away from are the, you know, the halfway houses and yeah. you know, treatment centers. Um, and, you know, the big debate that's been around in the fellowship for quite a while is the uh you know the, the the maintenance uh drugs um and you know that's that's been a topic Whoa. that's really been tough and kind of challenged this tradition because it's something that we've had <laughs> to certainly discuss um and talk about and try to find a solution for while maintaining you know, the, the, the kind of the principles behind this tradition of, of not being opinionated towards those type of drugs while still yeah. trying to, because the big debate is, you know, is it clean? Is it not clean? And I think if we were to poll and there's no, I don't see no use of even getting in that discussion amongst ourselves, because I think if you were to poll in a, you know, it's one of those things that's kind of split down the middle. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me to even talk about which side that I that I'm on, or any of us talk about that, I don't think there's nothing positive that comes out of that. But that is nothing. some of the struggles that I think about. Also, you know, what are some areas that we have to apply this tradition? Obviously, this is a definitely a public uh, information uh, tradition. This is definitely a tradition that yeah. we apply while doing uh, H&I uh, because, you know, it happens all the time. You get into, like, for example, at the jailhouse, you know, you go out there and they're asking all the time, what do you think about this treatment center? Or what do you think, you know, I should do about, you know, and what do you think about smoking weed? And what do you think about doing this? And, you know, I'm like, man, look, we're, I know this sounds crazy, but we're really not, we don't, I don't have an opinion. We're here to talk about right. how you can find freedom. You know, we're here to talk about an addict. Any addict can lose the desire to use, you know, and uh, find a new way to live. Yes. You nailed it. You said, you know, it, it distracts us from our primary purpose. And that and that's that's the main yes. reason why we can't we we, we we need we get we steer clear of those uh, discussions. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine us at a meeting and we done brought up a topic and we and we and we talked about what's going on with the world of the topic? Ain't nothing about recovery finna get me talked about. And then somebody finna get mad. <laughs> no, half of half of the group is gonna get mad. And yeah. it talks about that in the basic text. It said the price we would pay for that is too high. Yeah. How so many people would we lose? But realistically, because I wanted to be opinionated. Yeah. Realistically, if it's one, the price is too high. Thank you. Yes. Yes. You know? um, that is true. That is true. 
it's just not what we're there to do. And we struggle with that a lot of times, you know, and I, yeah. and I think, I know I struggled with it when I was new, you know, I was conflicted about, you know, the religion that I believe growing up and how NA felt about allowing other people to do this. And I felt, you know, a certain way about MRT yeah. drug and I felt a way about different things. But once you get your mind in the focus is that's not what NA's here to do. Like, if you want to participate in all that shit, you can. But we're here to do one thing. Yeah. Just keep the primary purpose yeah. in your mind, and then you don't have to worry about none of that. We're here to do one thing. Share the message. That's it. That's our job. That's what NA That's does. Yeah. Anything outside <laughs> of that, man, is just yeah, we're wasting our we're wasting time. And spinning our wheels. Yep. That's it. Yeah, man. I fucking love it, Mason. I, I, I do. Because I, all I have, listen, what I get to do is talk about my experience and what has happened to me. And I've seen what happened in my life, at my old age, and where I've seen things. And the outlook I have now is totally different, man, on the way my perception, the way I've seen things, I thought things should be, man. Or the way things have gone gone. Found the acceptance to let things go the way they're going to go. Put faith into a, high, a power greater than myself, which I choose to become God, man. And my life has escalated into an area where I don't want to go. I don't want to leave from, man. The peace, the little thing y'all promised me, you promised me freedom from active addiction. But all the other stuff that has come from it is priceless, man. And I say this one more time, and I'm stuck on it. I ain't giving it up today. Fuck that. Ain't happening. Not today. You know, you know the uh, the when I think about, and I brought this up a second ago. The I think it's important why we don't, um, you know, why we go through such a. I guess you. I don't know if you would call it training, but um, preparing people in our fellowship that do public relations and and that do H and I because it's very easy to get caught off in these topics. And, uh, it's a lot of times why we go as a group too. So we, you know, once I get up yeah. there, so if I'm the only one that's doing PI in my area and everybody's always looking at me, they get on my Facebook and they see I had a political post or they seen that I talked about this religion or I had this opinion or that opinion. Yeah. They start saying, well, that NA guy, the guy over, you know, the president of NA is, he's affiliated with yeah. this side or that side. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. You know, yeah. I think it does take yeah. a lot. Of, and there you go. That's why we can't just send yeah. anybody out to do, you know, just talk with professionals and do different things because it, it takes mm -hmm. some time to hell, I'm still learning the ins and outs of it, you know, after yeah. you know, a few years. I'm still learning that and I guess we all are. Yeah. yeah. There's a responsibility that goes that talk talking to the public about what we do. Yes, it the is. Public, unlike I know. us, loves them some opinions, and they love to hear what yours is. Yeah. Well, yes, no, I don't do is I po I don't post nothing narcotics anonymous. You I don't. don't you don't there post you anything right now. Well, true. Yeah, but, I'm. I'm never. I never have. I don't even was, post my. Th there was just this old timer, you know, one time that. He said, you will learn the spirit of anonymity. Yeah. And I said, yeah, 
what what does it matter if anybody knows? I mean, most people do anyway. So what's it matter? But there's a lot of people that don't know that I'm involved. Yeah. So, well, I was listening to another recovery podcast last night um, that one of our guests had done. They were talking to the history guys who's also been on here, Chris and Boyd. Yeah. And they were talking about um, AA, kind of like when they started writing these traditions through the grapevine. Uh, At one point, they had had a famous baseball player who had publicly got into the Saturday evening post and different things and said, hey, you know, I quit drinking because of AA and all this. Well, well we know it wasn't Babe Ruth. Well, it wasn't Babe Ruth, no. <laughs> but a short time after that, a short time after that, he made headlines again uh, by being arrested for public intox. So think Ooh. about how far that set back. Uh, yeah. That fellowship. Yeah, that don't work. That stuff don't work. It's doing yeah, so that yeah. that's to Travis's point. You know, there's a responsibility that goes with all that, right? Yeah. Like, you know, and I try to keep that in mind. Do I post NA stuff? Absolutely, I do. I think it is a great avenue um, to do some public relations type things, share about events, clean times, uh, conventions, all that sort of stuff. Uh, now. I have leaned more towards the public or the private group type setting uh, as far as those mm-hmm. posts go, which is a little different when it's all, when you're posting towards NA members. But anytime, yeah. even it's, even it's something as small as wearing an NA t-shirt out in public, you have to keep in mind yeah. that, you know, that there yeah. may be some grandmother that's watching you. You yeah. know, if you walk up, and you're motherfucking this and, you know, talking about, I'm, yes. you know, I'm thinking do this and do that. And look at that girl. I wonder what's under that dress. Yeah. That grandma who's got a grandson that's using, he said, I don't care what we do with him. Just make sure he never goes to that damn narcotics. And office. Yeah. 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 They're animals, you know? Yeah. So, you yeah. Know, we got to think about stuff like that. There's responsibility, yeah. certainly, that comes with that. Well, the cool thing is, is, you know, we got this podcast and we don't always disagree or agree on everything. No. That's... Just like, you know, you post stuff. Hey, we can still get along, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, that's the cool thing about it. Uh, being able the to do a business meeting after somebody's left and being able to go on yeah. and hug the same person that, you know, that, Made me so mad that I'm going to leave the business yeah. meeting and I can hug him the next time that I see him. You know, yeah. there's growth there, you know, because there ain't nothing Travis. like an attic and a resentment, you know. Yeah. Because I'm. Travis, you just said to go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, I'm done. No, I'm saying you just said the key thing that, that, uh, what y'all, what NA and y'all have taught, I mean, have I had me learn. Life is going to show up. I'm going to get mad about some things. How I react to them is what makes the difference, man. I don't hold that with them. I still love that person that I didn't agree with, and I get to go on. And it ain't build, I ain't blowing into a world-ending uh, event. You know what I'm saying? When things didn't go my way, you know how I, I would blow them into a world-ending event. It was the end of the world. Chaos. I had to have all this drama to come up. That don't happen now. Yeah. It's okay. Something make me mad. It's not the end of the world. I just don't. I'm not gonna like everything. I'm not supposed to. Respectfully yeah, disagree is what they and say. You, uh, 
you're gonna have to get better at hiding when you're mad too because when you get quiet everybody knows that something's up with you yeah i'm i'll be thinking i'll be thinking everybody says andrew's quiet he's pissed off about something yeah yeah but yeah. hey but <laughs> but remember what i told you sometimes i just could quiet because i speak louder when i'm quiet yeah i'm sure that's what it is I speak, yeah i speak more <laughs> volume when i'm quiet yeah <laughs> no buddy but uh so what you trying to say oh nothing i'm just poking at you like always i know i know no, but I know what I am yeah. gonna say is, um, man, I'm grateful for you. Grateful that you're here. Grateful that you stayed. Glad that you came on here and did this with us. Uh, we appreciate you. We love man. you, brother. Love you too, man. I love y'all, man. My new brothers from another mother. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. So we're rolling down almost, man. We're almost man, we're there. Going number eleven. Number 11. We will be back next week with Tradition 11. Drive fast. We'll see y'all then. Later. Thank you for joining us on our Living Clean podcast. This is another platform that we can share our message of recovery, which is an addict, any addict, can stop using drugs, lose a desire to use, and find a new way to live. Join that no matter what club. You can contact us through text. The number is 931 306 9364.